Hello, world, and welcome to the Ignited Fortitude Podcast. This is episode 59, and I have my lovely co-host for right now, for tonight. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> my wife. And uh, so we wanted to, uh, her and I were talking and just thinking of, of um, different topics of what we could bring and helpful resources, and we just wanted to kind of give some insights and some practical application. We talked about in episode 57, we talked about um, kind of where our marriage was at and all the business, you know, all my business. And <laughs> so after, after that episode, we realized that we talked kind of what had happened, but we really didn't use any practical tools um, that we we've put in place and some things that were helpful for us to get us to this point where we are doing very well. Right. So that's what we wanted to, wanted to kind of discuss tonight and just kind of go over and just be able to help those and help encourage anybody that's going through or finding themselves in a similar situation. So fill your toolboxes. So what are some things that you, um, that you feel were helpful for us to get to where we're at now? I think for starters, um, we talked about the book Captivating. Mm -hmm. um, it is a book for women. Um, it is written by John and Stacy Eldridge. Um, there were a lot of different topics that I read that I wasn't aware were issues that I may have been keeping. Mm -hmm. Um and the way they were written in the book were very eye-opening for me. Um, the Holy Spirit used those topics and the way um, it was formatted to speak into my life as a woman um, helped me change some of the things that I didn't even realize that I had and then also helped me see our marriage differently. Mm-hmm in some of the aspects where I felt we were having problems and it was worded and described in a way where it answered some of the questions that I had for God and I wasn't getting clear responses or maybe just not the responses I wanted at the time. And so the way the book broke it down, it was helpful. Mm -hmm. I think um, I was, I did not, have a clear view of how God viewed me as a woman. Um, and so my worth was based on works, um, based on you mm -hmm. and instead of God. And that was very problematic, I think. Mm -hmm. So having that clarification of how God sees me, um, how I was created as a woman, what my role is, as a woman in the kingdom, in God's eyes was very helpful. Um, yeah. So do you think that you were looking, instead of looking for validation from the Lord to tell you who you were as a woman, you were more looking for, for me to validate you? Yeah. To some a, extent or, or, or even just in serving 
in the church as a mom, as a wife. You know what I mean? Like I was, when things would go wrong, I was the issue. You know what I mean? And I'm doing something wrong or I'm not needed or I'm worthless or, you know, in that sense, like I was failing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was failing because I was doing it in my own strengths Mm -hmm. and with I was looking for the validation, right? Like if my kids are good, if my marriage is good, if my home is clean and, you know, the church people think I'm great and I'm doing all these things, then I am useful. But when my kids are, you know, not happy and my husband, I mean, that's biblical, right? Proverbs 31 says that my husband is supposed to sing my praises with his friends and my kids are supposed to wake up and bless me. And yeah, like that's not what I was getting. So I thought, well, my goodness, I'm hi, I am failing miserably. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to accomplish all these things looking for the validation where I was already validated. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there were things that I needed to work on or I could do better or ways in which that I could have been blessed, called blessed. And you could have sang my praises. I needed to work on certain things, but I was taking it as, oh, well, see, I'm just not useful. Right. Mm -hmm. So why try? Instead of going, how can I fix things? So. Well, and I think that's where we both were. We're looking for the other one to validate and not realizing that we've already been validated. Right. That already, it, tell, it tells us in scripture that, you know, like we are to walk worthy. And the example there, you know, in Ephesians is not that we are walking in order to become worthy, but because we have already, we are walking are from worthiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Right. So we don't walk, you know, Steve and I have said it a dozen times, right? Like we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And so instead of operating from who we are, we were trying to um, figure out who we are trying to get that, to become what we were hoping to be mm-hmm. when we should have been looking at it. And that's how any Christian, right? I think any Christian that is having any kind of struggles in their Christianity, struggles in their walk, which is going to play out how it's going to play out in their relationships. It's going to play mm-hmm. out, you know, in whatever role they are, if they're, you know, uh, 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 a husband, it's going to play out in that. It's going to play out if they're a father, ministry. it's going to play in that and in ministry mm-hmm. or, you know, even for the single people, we don't want to, I don't want to like um, not, give them and yeah and i don't want to not include them you know what i mean and and for them same thing right like how you are as a friend or an employee or an employer right like all those things depending on in your in in your christian walk is going to be identified what you think you are based on your interactions with other people or how you think how you uh kind of measure your level of success yeah right when but are you looking through that through the right lens? And I know that for us in our marriage, I know for me as a husband, I had the wrong lens on and I wasn't looking through it how I should have been looking through it. Mm-hmm. I should. I wasn't looking at how God sees me and what his desire is for me. I was looking through it as um, who I thought I should be, or I was looking and thinking I needed to be the husband that you wanted me to be. And 
if that's the case, then I'm always going to be trying to please all these different other people. And it's never like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Cause if I, if I can do whatever I can to be a good husband to you, then that's going to make me, maybe it's going to, I'm going to be a bad father to the kids because all my attention is going to be on you or vice versa in, in different capacities. Right. Well, and to um, elaborate from my perspective in that case, um, I knew that my identity as a, as a human, right. More importantly, as a woman is centered on Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And my identity is in Christ. Um, and I think I misunderstood what that looked like. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, if my identity is in Christ, then what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And I thought I knew what that meant. And I struggled really to comprehend the, the depth of what that meant. And the way the book Captivating dives into what that really means, it helped me understand more what my purpose is as your helper, as a woman, as a, you know, Christian, right? Because I knew my identity was in Christ and I thought I was operating from that place and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And that's where the confusion and the misunderstanding and the me feeling worthless came from, I think, was just not having an in-depth understanding of being created in the image mm -hmm. of God and walking as somebody whose identity is in Christ. And once all of that came together, that's when it mm -hmm. was like, oh, okay, now I understand. And it made things easier, right? Sure. So I think that was beneficial. Um, and I'm not saying all women struggle with that, but I was struggling with that. I didn't understand what my identity in Christ looked like. Mm -hmm. Like there was no roadmap, right? Well, I think that's, the, but I think that's when we find our position, especially if we are believers, I think that's where we really need to look at is, do you understand? What is your understanding, right? Like, what is your understanding of being in Christ and what does that look like? Because I mm -hmm. think for the most part, you know, that's where a lot of people are going to get hung up because the, we have an enemy that wants to distract us from who we are yes he wants us to to doubt mm -hmm. he wants us to seek other things in order to find our value yep. right it's a misplaced value and so like i think that's an accurate statement not just for you know you in that situation but i think when we find ourselves and we're struggling the biggest thing we need to ask ourselves and that's what we need to go back to is that basic of man who am I in Christ? Because yeah. if you don't have that, then you're looking for all these other things. And, and here's the thing, like, you know, Jesus says that, you know, that the truth, right, that, that knowing the truth, the truth will set us free. Mm. And why is that so important? Because the opposite of that is if we are, if we have a false belief, if we have a misunderstanding of what the truth mm -hmm. is, and that means that that's false information, that means that that's a lie. And if you are headed in, I mean, perfect example is like, hey, if somebody gives somebody directions, 
and it's heading in the wrong place, you're not going to end up where you're supposed to be, right? Yeah. You're going to be lost. And so I think that's a, that's, that's super important that we need to explain that, or we need to, we need, first of all, we need to explain it to ourselves right. and, and know that. And that's why it's important for us to be in our word and for us to have a proper understanding of who God says we are, because if not, then we don't know who we are in Christ. Mm. Right. So part of the book, right. Captivating, not sponsored. Um, that I found interesting, mm -hmm. right? This is part of not knowing who I was fully mm -hmm. in Christ, right? So, and it hits on it. When a woman falls from grace, what is most deeply marred is her tender vulnerability. Beauty that invites to life. She becomes a dominating, controlling woman or a desolate, needy, mousy woman, or some odd combination of both, depending on her circumstances. And so the book then goes in to describe uh, the difference, the dominating woman and the desolate woman. Mm -hmm. And I was a dominating woman. <laughs> a what? I a dominating. <laughs> <laughs> but... I was not because of the way my life had been or circumstances or issues from whatever I had chosen to be a woman of strong independence and stubbornness. And I don't need you. I remember having these conversations with, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. So don't sit here. And I thought that was me protecting myself from getting hurt. And that what it did was it stripped you of being my protector, mm -hmm. being my defender, being my hero in essence, right? Like you're no longer needed because mm -hmm. I can do it myself. I'm in, I'm intelligent. I can work. I can raise these kids. I can run this house. I can do it all. And I had that attitude and you were struggling to find your place as the man, as the leader of the home, because I was making you feel like I did not need you. Mm -hmm. And that was going against what God wants me to do. Well, and then just think about that, right? So look at the, the dichotomy of that, right? Where you're in a place where you are coming off as that. And that's what you're communicating without, well, I mean. And sometimes oh, I you legit said, communicated. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said it, right? But but even with that, so then think of it from that aspect, right? So that's what you're communicating, whether it's your body language, whether it's, you know, your words. Or my words. And then what happens? So fine, you don't need me. Mm -hmm. But then what was one of our biggest, like what has been one of our biggest hangups in our marriage is the fact that I said you, I needed you is that you needed me. Right. <laughs> and so then it's like, but you're saying you don't need me that you're good. And so what are like, what are you communicating in that? But like mm -hmm. you already said, why were you doing that? Was it because you didn't need me or was it because you were trying to protect yourself? I was trying to protect myself. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be vulnerable because I had severe trust issues and for good reason, but also not right. Because 
you didn't do those things. Mm -hmm. And even had you done something that would cause me to not trust you fully, Mm -hmm. I'm not trusting God in putting up that barrier and saying, oh, you know what? I don't trust you. So I'm going to, you know, put this thing in between us so that you can't hurt me again. Mm -hmm. And it was hurting me. It was hurting you. It was destroying the covenant that we made with the Lord in our marriage because there was just this distance. I would not allow you in because I can't trust you. I can't. And what I was saying to God was, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. And I do trust him, but that's not at all how I was living, right? It's not where you were. Yeah, exactly. That's not how I was living. And it didn't protect me Mm -hmm. at all. And I didn't realize that because I believed I had a false sense of security. I'm sure the enemy used that to his advantage. I thought I was really protecting myself and I was not, I was destroying our relationship. So. Yeah, and it's like one of those things, right? Like we talk about, we talk about bound, the difference between a, a boundary and a barrier. Yeah. Right. Like boundaries are good. Right. But a barrier, what happens when you put yourself inside of a barrier and you start putting all these things, like you block yourself off of everybody mm-hmm. else. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you start putting up all these walls. You put your wall up in your marriage. You put your wall up, you know, with uh, other family members. You put your wall up with coworkers. You put your wall, like pretty soon you're just boxed in mm-hmm. and you're just like, you got nowhere to go, you know? Yeah. And so in those senses, like, you know, th- that isn't healthy. And you trying to protect yourself is really truly ultimately just going to cut you off Yeah. from from everything. Yeah. I, I had said a couple times to you, I felt like I cheated myself out of walking in this life. Like I had cheated myself. I cheated the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like here I am just thinking that I'm living a specific way and I'm glorifying God and I'm, and I have a good marriage and I, and I was cheating myself out of the fullness that God was offering me Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. I felt like me being vulnerable in our marriage, in my life, in relationships would cause pain. And I didn't want to go through the pain. So I'm just not going to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And In that, I shut myself off to all that God had to offer in relationships, in my relationship with him, in my relationship with you, with everybody, because vulnerability equals weakness, equals a target, equals pain, and I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, and so, like, one of the things is, like, you don't allow, I mean, what does the Lord do in our life? Like, he he makes us full. He, I mean, he completely revives us. You yeah. know I mean, it's, it tells us in Ephesians, like we were dead. Like, yeah. we, you know, we were completely dead. We were completely spiritually dead when we 
were brought into this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and through Jesus, we are made alive in Christ. And so what is he going to do? Like, he's going to raise all that deadness. He's going to raise it to life. But if we cut ourselves off, and like, how's he going to do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he put us in the world with other people. And, you know, we're meant to be in community. We're That's what we're made for. Like, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. And so, like, he wants to use us in that sense and that's how he's going to refine us and when we don't allow him when we're trying to protect ourselves what we're saying is god i don't need you i don't need what mm-hmm. you have for me because i can do it all on my own and 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 he'll let us do that but we have to come to a place where we realize like dude i, I can't i, I, I yeah can't. walking with christ will look different for everybody in the sense of what i am taking that he's offering. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So I was walking with Christ and I thought I was doing everything right. And I thought I was healed. And I thought, you know, I know my identity is in Christ. Like I had the information, but I wasn't walking in the fullness that he was offering. Mm -hmm. And it showed I mean, there were holes, right? Like we wouldn't have ended up where we were if I were walking in the fullness that he was offering. And it was because of the barriers that I had up in my life personally and maritally and everything else that kept me from experiencing the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. And now I hope and I believe that I and learning what that looks like. And I know how to ask and I know what to do. So the first thing was truly understanding what my identity is in Christ, what that looks like, how to walk it, how to live it, um, and how to cultivate it Mm -hmm. through the spirit. You know what I mean? Like having, having the means to know what to look for, does, am I, am I faltering? Am I not, am I not doing the right thing? So now I kind of have that. I know where to turn. Right. And I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm valuable. Regardless of you. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's true. Like regardless of how you see it or how you might feel tomorrow, I know that I am valuable. I know that I am worthy. I know that I am loved period. I know that I am desired by God, which is crazy. Um, and that was, that was eye opening. Like God desires a relationship with me. He desires me personally. Mm -hmm. And man, that, that puts a little chip on your shoulder. So it kind of is like, okay, Bobby, you can have a bad day and you can think I'm whatever, but God desires me, but not in a like cocky way, but seriously, like I am desired by the creator. Well, and yeah, because that that's helpful to know, right? Like he was willing to go out of his way to do anything for you to let you know how much he truly loves you. Right. He was willing to give up his son for that. So then when I don't, when I'm not appreciative of you in that degree. Or you fall short. Or mm-hmm. or when I fall short, right? Like when you look to that, that's where your and that's where your identity's at. Like why here's the thing, like if if he's the one that matters more than me. Yeah. 
what would it matter if it wasn't me? And this goes for mm-hmm. anybody. It's not you necessarily. The same thing in roles in reverse too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if that's like, I have to have that same mindset. Like yeah. I have to be thinking it doesn't matter because when I know that, guess what? Like when you're in a state where obviously you don't, you know, you're not, um, you're disappointed or you're, ha- you're having a bad day. And I feel like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, you know, on the top of your list or whatever the case is. Mm. Right. And I don't, I don't, if I can look at you and say, you know what, it's not that you're doing that to me. It's that you're going through something. And if I have my confidence in the Lord, knowing that he does want that, want me to know who I am in him and everything else Mm -hmm. like that, if anything, that allows me to, to love you from that. Yeah. Not, not on the opposite end when I value your opinion more than I value his opinion, then when you fall short, what am mm-hmm. I going to do f- for you? I'm not going to go out of my way for you because, because now I'm going to be hurt because I feel like I'm like, why are you, you know, treating me in a negative way or why are you not, you know, acknowledging whatever it is. And so I'm not going to be willing to give you that because I'm going to be depleted and I'm going to come from a place of no, now I need to be focused on myself. And that, that piggybacks off of the other tool that I feel has helped me mm-hmm. to help us, right? Mm-hmm. Which is um, understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, another part in the book, um, it's a touchy subject, right? We've, we were planning on filming this podcast like two hours ago, <laughs> but then we went down this rabbit hole scripture wise and we're digging in and trying to figure out like, okay, well, how can I use this? Because this and this and this, and yeah, it took us two hours, but, um, to go off of that, um, there was a part in the book where she breaks down the curse, right? The Mm -hmm. fall of man and the roles in which we play after the fall. And in one of her breakdown, right? It, it hit me in a sense where that was what our arguments always like, that's what it was, right? Was time. I was lonely. I felt like I was constantly asking you for time time, and to make it equal. I'm not asking for more. I understand your work. I understand the call that God has in your life. Um, but he also joined you and I together. So I should be getting some of you also. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... I was constantly the one that was getting shortchanged and I couldn't understand why it was so hard to communicate that to you that I was just asking for more time and it would turn into World War III where you felt defensive and angry and like I was ungrateful or complaining and I'm confused because I'm like, I'm asking for more of time, like more time with you to enjoy because I enjoy you mm-hmm. now I don't even like you because we're arguing and it's like you know what forget time you can leave now goodbye like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it would just turn into something 
so ridiculous. And it was from what I was just asking for intimacy, connection, communication, like, and you were feeling right. And and I was feeling severe loneliness. And that was a theme throughout our relationship where it was like, why am I living uh, in a marriage where I am the only participant? Mm -hmm. Right. And anytime I brought that to you, it was met with defensiveness Mm -hmm. and, and you felt, and you felt that because I always took on other tasks and other duties, you felt like I was choosing other things over you. Yes. And so the way the authors described this portion Mm -hmm. was as a, as a consequence, right? Um, women would desire their husbands. Mm -hmm. So this is the scripture. Now we dug Mm -hmm. through this because I do not want to change scripture, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to, we do not add to the Bible. The Bible is what it is, Mm -hmm. period. It is done. It is finished. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I am very cautious about, twisting scripture to fit specific needs. But in this case, she refers to me desiring my husband as me being lonely. I would be feeling loneliness in my marriage. That that would be a part of. That would be a part of the fall, Mm -hmm. right? And I would desire you and... I would be met with loneliness. um, And then part of the fall, the curse for man would be futility and failure. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, man's worst fear is failure, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to work hard. You're never going to feel like it's enough. You're going to have to slave and, and everything else. How ahead you get, it's always going to be something. It's always something. Yes. So you're working out of a place of fear of failing Mm -hmm. and constantly needing to do more right? Mm -hmm. And I am going to be operating out of a fear of, or out of loneliness, Mm -hmm. fearing loss of connection and wanting more and wanting, you know, that love, right? Mm -hmm. And I needed that in the sense of, okay, so my loneliness, this need that I keep having, this this hole, this emptiness that I'm fighting to fill mm-hmm. from you could also be part of the fall, right? And your need to succeed and provide and lead and do and, you know, um, and it's not ever quenched. You're never like satisfied that, yeah, I'm doing good. Everything is good. This is great. You constantly needing to do more and me constantly needing more of you mm-hmm. is going to be that clash. It's going to be the clash. And I needed that. It's something that we were struggling with. It's been a battle for 16 years 
And I couldn't understand why that wasn't being communicated. Because every time you felt like every time, like no matter how much you communicated, you, you felt right. That I was not understanding and I wasn't hearing you. Oh no, there's evidence that you were not understanding. (laughs) Okay. Yes, this is true. (laughs) Evidence that I was not understanding, but Mm. you, but you felt like every time, like it was always like, you tell me that you need more time and then there I go take on another task or I take Yeah, a- so me telling you, so in your quest for succeeding, right? Not failing. Um, I was telling you you were failing by having you come home and saying, I'm not getting enough time. My needs aren't being met. I need more of you. And therefore you would become defensive because I was in essence. Adding on to the pile of being a failure. Yeah. In (laughs) essence, I was saying, hey, guess what? You failed as a husband. And I remember, okay, this was a very long time ago. So I hate even bringing it up. And yes, I said it. And I'm sure we said it on another podcast. I said, you're an A plus son Mm -hmm. and you're an F. Minus. Minus as a husband. And at that time, thank you. It was true in my opinion, right? And now looking back at it, knowing what I know, that stinks. Sorry about that. And I'll eat that one. But that's that's part of where I keep going back to is it's like your phenomenal provider and you how you do the things you do. I could never in a million years. And it's like, but I'm not asking for all of this stuff. I'm asking for you and a relationship with you. And it felt like the longer we were together, the less we were cultivating our relationship Mm -hmm. and the more things I had Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, my bills are paid. I got a new couch. Our house is painted. I have a new car. I have clothes. I have more food than I know what to do with, but I don't need this. Mm -hmm. I need you. And communicating that was not easy because it, in essence, made you feel like you were failing. Well, yeah. And so when, so the part that, you know, when you were, when you were reading that Mm. and then, you know, when, when you identified it, which you know, I thought it was comical because it's like you you come in, you're like, what has been our fight, our biggest fight since the beginning of our marriage? Oh, after I read it? Yeah, after you read it and you're like, what has been our biggest fight? And I'm like, it's time, mm-hmm. right? The time. You always feel like I don't want to spend time with you. You feel like I'm yeah. always too busy with these things. And you're like, what if, although that is true, mm-hmm. but there's a reason why that is Mm -hmm. right. And I thought it was helpful, especially when you share that, because you're like the way it's being explained is that you're always going to, you're going to have this, like you in an internal battle with failure and your fear of failure and futility, having to work so hard and never provide enough and never succeed. And then you were going to be in that, you were going to be lonely in that. So, Mm -hmm. and it was a great conversation because in that moment we were able to understand one another. Yeah. Right. And, and I had even brought it up and it's like, that makes a lot of sense because if that is the way, and it's a part of the curse, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and a part of it also for you is you're going to have pain in 
birthing children, right? It says in, in your, in, oh, yeah. in bringing forth children and childbirth, all that stuff. So facts. If you're going to have facts. So if you're going to be in pain and that's part of the curse. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about is like, how fair would it be of me while you're delivering a child for me to be like, why are you like, stop. It's, it doesn't hurt or it's not so painful or it's <laughs> right. Like, but that's a part of the curse. So when, when women are in that position, a man looks on her and has compassion and and knows that hey that's a part of the process it's a part of of bearing children is that is that really what you're thinking well i don't know because you got cut open so i wasn't there when <laughs> right so but in that sense so that's an understanding mm-hmm. so in that same sense like you want me to be understanding when you're birthing children cuz it hurts so then wouldn't i want understanding from you Right. When I'm like striving and trying to get ahead and trying to work. And then it's like, dang it. Now I need dang tires on my truck. And now, or we need this and this happens. And like, right when we feel like we're in a good place, it's like, oh, now something else comes away. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, see, I just got to continue. Like if I do more than I can get ahead. And that's a struggle. That's, and that's a struggle that I have. It's not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Anything, but instead of, instead of being like, oh, well, you're always pulling away or you're always doing these things. Well, because I looked at it like, oh, you're pacifying me. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, look, I, I bought you this. You have a new car. Get a hobby. Go go drive somewhere. I'm busy. And it's like, okay, if I wanted a car, I would have got myself a car. I don't need you to get me a car. So it's just the understanding that helped, like that put more emphasis on, okay, well, maybe this is why we keep meeting here. This is, you know, it's not that you're trying to give me something to keep me busy. It's you have this internal struggle of failure, right? You're, you don't want to fail. And, and when you look at it from that perspective as a woman, right? I don't know what you have to carry, right? Like, it's not just because I'm not physically working. It's the fact that you carry the weight of my spiritual walk. You carry the weight of our children. You, You have to answer for so much more than I do. I get to get to heaven and stand before God and go, it's Bobby's fault. Talk to Bobby. No, like I (laughs) look, I I showed up. It was Bobby's responsibility. I'm a mess. Holla at your boy. And (laughs) I don't, I don't have to answer for the things you're going to have to answer for. I'm going to have to give an account for. And then on top of that, you're a pastor. And then on top of that, like, I mean, we can just, you're a business owner. Like there's so many things that you have to be responsible for. And you carry the weight of that. I wake up in the morning and I drink my coffee and I clean my house and I school our children and I do what I need to do. And I'm like, man, I'm doing a good job. Look at my house. Look at this. Look at that. A good job, me. And I get to go to bed. And you have to go to bed with the weight of the responsibilities that you have. And there are times, unfortunately, that I can't share in those weights, right? And so if I know that and I understand that, why would I pile more stuff on your shoulders? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
So it just helped. It put it into a different perspective. So that's another tool that I have implemented. And for me also with that, the loneliness, right? Mm -hmm. And so knowing that when you are in that state, it's not like, oh, nothing's ever good enough or, oh, she's just demanding more time. But no, you're, you're like, you're going to struggle with feeling, right? Like not enough or, mm-hmm. you know, missing, miss, like missing out, right? Like even if you break it down where he says, you know, um, he says, I will, and you will desire, you will desire your husband, but he shall rule over you. Right. And like we were talking about that before we started recording, it's like, like it's saying right there that you're going to have desire for me. Right. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't say, and your husband will desire you also. Like it doesn't. True dad. <laughs> right. It doesn't say that. It says, no, he, and he shall rule over you. So like, here's your, your, for the woman, right. She has this desire. She has that desire for her husband. Okay. But it's not met with this equal desire that he's going to have for her. It's going to be met with, Hey girl. Like, we got stuff we got to do. Like, he's going to rule over her. It's going to be, hey, this has to get done. And we're trying to do this. And we got to get this. I should have read that more. And guess what? There's like this, you know, this plot of land that we want to get. Or there's this, you know, all this other stuff that we're going to do. And it's like, uh, where you're thinking, like, like, I just want you. Like, can we just not? And he is going to come and he's going to have, and he's going to rule over you. You know what I mean? And so, like. Check your attitude, Deanna. Be grateful, Deanna. (laughs) Yeah. The rule I get. So. So with that, that allows me to also have that understanding to know, like, I need to slow down or I need to stop because, yes, there's all these things that need to get done. But when you're in this place where it's like, hey, I've, you know, I'm you, you're doing your part. Mm-hmm. It, it's it got to be met with, you know, like in Ephesians, right? Like, so we're like, where does this come? Like, here's this curse, Right. And then when Jesus is hanging on the cross and he defeats Satan on the cross, like that, like he defeats that, mm-hmm. right? So when, now how do we walk in that? And it tells us in Ephesians, like, hey, okay, wives, be submissive to your husband and, hus- and, and respect your husband. And husbands, you need to love your wife as Christ loved the church. So that's- Sacrificial. Right? And so now that love for you is- Although naturally it's not, I like how, how that commentary that we were reading with David Guzik, where it's like, it's not a natural love and affection because it's not part of what's going on, but it's been given to us by grace. Yeah. So now I can look upon that and give, and give you that and be willing to give you that because I need, that's part of what I'm doing if I'm going to fulfill what God's will is for my life Mm -hmm. and to love you in such a manner that it's going to look like how Christ loved the church. Now, obviously that puts another heavy burden on us, right? But, but, but we know that Jesus says, take on my yoke because it's light, right? So Mm -hmm. it's easy, not so much Lord, but it's easy. Er. Er, (laughs) right? Because I just have to walk in that, but it helps me know who I am. So that way it's, I'm not looking at me being a failure anymore because it's not about works. It's not about all these other things. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to fight for that. I just need to walk in what I have and knowing God's going to provide. Right. And we've seen it in our marriage countless times where God has, has pulled us out of the hardest times. Right. And, and been able to show us that. So it doesn't matter how hard 
we try to do or I try to do it when I'm in control because we've seen what that looks like. Yeah. So, so understanding. Right? Understanding. Understanding was a big one for us. So that mm-hmm. way we could um, not so much meet each other's needs, but minister to each other in their need. Does, sure. Does that make sense? That'll work. <laughs> Look, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. I'll I'll second that. All right. Well, so that was. Are we done bashing me and I, nobody's- I have invited you all. This is my house. Did I clean? It's clean. So I'm in my PJs. I put a hat on because I just didn't have time to actually do my hair. Like this, this is. Welcome yeah. home. Welcome home. Welcome, Welcome home. into our life. Let me tell you all the ways in which I am a wife. Don't do it like I did. <laughs> oh, that's not the case, but. It feels like it. I, you know, I'm just, let's be real here for a minute. Okay. Since we got all the emotional Deanna stinks out of the way. Let me just say this. Okay. Thank you. I love you. I feel like I have, when you said, I want to do a podcast and it's for men, I was like, great, I'm not involved. I don't have to do anything. Don't talk about me. And if you do make it sound good and yay, you know, like if you ever do an episode on like, oh, I'm a husband or whatever, pick a nice picture of me to go up so that I look (laughs) cute and put together and yeah. And then now it's like, wait a minute. Okay, this is a podcast for men. Why am I on here again? Steven, get back. Because because it evolved. Like how many, how many females, like that's that's one of the things. Like it was meant for men. And then it's like, how many, uh, how many people in the audience are are females? Well, I know that so many. I just thought I wasn't gonna have to participate. And I'm like, great. But see, then again. If my beef was time, God's like, oh, you want time with Bobby? All right. Well, guess what? You're going to serve alongside him in ministry <laughs> and you're going to also be on the podcast and you're going to. So if your your complaint was time, <laughs> I'm going to make time for you and Bobby. So now I can't blame Steve because it's not Steve's fault. It's my fault for asking for time. So ladies, Please careful be what you, careful, careful what, what you, you pray for. for because God will make it available. Go ahead. Get in well, your bed. That being said, I think our dog is ready for us to go to bed. I'm ready for us to go to bed. That's right. Well, um, once again, guys, thanks for listening. And until next time, we will see you. But When okay. Steve's on. <laughs> and Steve is coming on sh- very soon. Um with that being said, though, will you pray us out? I will. Father God, we thank you for another episode and obviously time together as a couple. Um, I also want to thank you for everything that you have shown me and led me through over this difficult season in our marriage and even within myself, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to grow as a woman, to grow as a Christian and to grow in my marriage. Um, I pray that this touches the hearts of someone, helps someone, makes someone laugh. 
I have no idea, but just use this, Lord, for your purpose. Um, and I thank you for my husband. And I thank you for the lessons I've learned in our marriage. I thank you for the lessons that you have allowed me to learn in myself. And I pray that the podcast is used for your glory. Our marriage is used as an example of Christ's love for the church. And I also pray that people don't judge me harshly <laughs> for opening all of my business out for YouTube and whatever other platform this is being seen on. And I thank you for loving me. And I thank you for being patient with me. And I thank you for all the wonderful things that you do that I like and I don't like. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And we're out. And I have to pee. <laughs> what I do? No, don't put that on.